Welcome to That Nam's Podcast, a podcast produced by the New Anglican Missionary Society for those that have a heart for or are interested in church planning, discipleship, and world missions. On this episode, Servant General John Schuller discusses the necessity of helping every disciple to be equipped for the unique work that God has called them to. We hope you enjoy. Welcome to That Nam's Podcast. This is podcast number 27. My name is John Schuler, and I'm glad to have you with me. Well, we come today to that portion of the cycle of discipleship, which we call equipped. We, we teach that not, not only must a man or woman be nurtured in the beginning of their Christian walk, but then they must be equipped uh, for the unique calling that God has for them. And we... We, we want to emphasize today that this is for every Christian. And, and yet, before we go forward, I just want to say a word or two about the artificiality of the cycle of discipleship, even though I am a deeply devoted um, uh, recipient of the gift of the cycle and believe it can be a great help. It is an artificial construct and a man-made construct and not defined in this way in the scriptures. And yet, I do believe every single piece of the cycle is illustrated in the scriptures. Now, I know, and you should know, that God Almighty can work in any order that he wishes. He can bring a man into the service of a lifetime before the man knows himself to be in Christ. It's possible to be nurtured very well late in life or early in life. We're simply pointing out and and suggesting that when these things happen in a due order, there is a strength, there is a maturity, there is a a long a long lasting ability to follow Christ and to serve Christ very very effectively nurture in many ways is all about what is going on on the inside of a person who has given their life to Christ Jesus nurture is all about the internal habits and the internal behaviors and the internal disciplines that if learned soon after conversion will so solidify and strengthen the interior life of a new disciple on the journey to eternity. When we come to equipped, we're talking more about the exterior reality, the exterior assignment that is given to an individual disciple, the specific work, the specific duty, the, pers- the specific ministry of, of that Christian. And and that is a very, very vital element in the cycle of discipleship. All too many of us, I include myself for many years, all too many of us have been allowed to be part of the life of the, of the Church of Christ without understanding that we are to be equipped for the ministry that God has uniquely assigned to us and that that applies to every believer. It's one of the great tragedies of language that in the English language, so many in the church, both the leaders in the church and the laity in the church, describe ministry as though it had a capital M, as though the ordinary Christian lives an ordinary life, and then a few are called to the ministry 
by which we always mean the ordained leadership of the church. But that is not how the New Testament describes ministry. Ministry is something that belongs to all the people of God. And each person who comes to Christ and yields their life to him must be helped to discover that uniqueness, that uniqueness in the call that Christ Jesus has for them. And that is a uniqueness that is meant to be brought to bear when they are growing up physically. Children should be being helped to discover and discern these things. Those who are called to be married, who are called to be godly spouses, need to understand how God desires and has equipped them for the unique ministry of being a married person. When God grants children the unique ministry of being a parent, being a faithful member in the church, being a loyal citizen of the world. All five of these are a part of the task of the equipping of the saints for the work of ministry. And in a godly household, in a godly community, in a godly church, these should be going on at all times. This is not a work for a single class or a single moment in time. It is actually a description of what is going on in discipling in general. But there are specific things that need to be learned, that need to be understood, that need to be embraced. Remember, the whole purpose of the cycle of discipleship is to give you a framework for understanding what will lead to a God-honoring, lasting, fruitful discipleship for you and those that you have influence over. We know from the scriptures that it is the will of God that every one of his children, every one of his people, yield their heart to him to love the Lord their God with all their heart and with all their soul and with all their strength and with all their mind. This is the call of God, and it is a call for all his people. On, on this calling rests the law and the prophets as well as loving our neighbor as ourselves. But the New Testament expands upon this. The New Testament builds upon this. The New Testament brings much more specificity to this than the, the general but true descriptions that we have from the, from the law and the prophets. And we see it illuminated in Jesus' final command when he tells his disciples that they are to be involved in the teaching of all that he commanded. And, and the authority that he has given to his, to his disciples and to his people, to his apostles and to his church, is to pass on apostolic teaching that is rooted in the law and the prophets, but builds directly on the teaching and life of our Lord Jesus. And that apostolic teaching makes it abundantly clear that all of us are called to be equipped, to be strengthened, to be learning to use the variety of gifts that God has given us. Paul, in the first letter of Cor to Corinth, is probably the most famous passages when he talks about there are varieties of gifts that are given to all the people of God. Each one is given the manifestation of the Spirit for the common good, 1 Corinthians 12, 7, and earlier 12, 4. And, and this incorporates more than just a short and specific list of gifts. 
This means the gift of your personality. This means the gift of your experience. This means the gift of your life. It is not just a few supernatural gifts. It's the totality of the uniqueness of God's creation in you. And that creation in you, that totality, is to grow up into a way, into a path that leads to the blessing not only of you, but of all, all those we come in contact with. A little later in the letters to the the apostle has left us, we we know about the passage in in Ephesians chapter 4, verse 7, well, 11, pardon me, verse 11, where some call them offices, Um, That word is not used in that passage, but Paul says these are gifts to the church. What are those gifts? Well, they are apostles and prophets and evangelists and pastors and teachers. And those gifts are given, he says, for the equipping of the saints for the work of ministry, for all the people of God to enter into the work of ministry, the service of Christ, the bringing in of his kingdom, the spread of his kingdom. Many of us, for many years, were stopped in our tracks by the enormity of the words apostles and prophets and evangelists and pastors and teachers. And I want to suggest to you that you ought to think about them in terms of their function and not the words if you want to get a better grasp of this calling to be equipped. Apostles are pioneers. Think of that word. Prophets are visionaries. Think of that word. Evangelists are communicators. Think of that word. Pastors are caregivers. Think of that word. Teachers are training people to walk with Christ. Think of the word trainers. Now, how different would it be for you if you were asked, do you think that you have more of a pioneering spirit or a settled spirit? Do you think you have more of a visionary spirit or a more practical spirit? Do you think you have the gift of communicating the gospel? Or are you better serving in quiet ways? Do you have that wonderful gift of caring for others, loving them, and and extending yourself on behalf of others? Are you a gifted person in teaching people to actually accomplish things and to do things? Well, you're, you're struggling into those questions if you answer them with the issue of how are you to be equipped. The whole body, Paul says, is to be fitted and held together so that each part is working together and building up the whole body of Christ. And it's not just Paul. Peter teaches these things. I'm sure all the apostles taught these things. Peter says, as each of us has received a gift, we are to employ it in serving one another as good stewards of the manifold grace of God. 1 Peter 4.10 All of us in the life of the church are to be involved in the work of helping others to be equipped for the ministry that God has for them. This is what it means to be equipped. And beloved, it's your ministry as well as mine. Well, thanks for joining us. It's always good to have you here. I'll look forward to having you next week. If you enjoyed this week's episode of That Nam's Podcast, please rate, comment, and subscribe on whichever podcast platform you're using. Also, 
If you would like to get in touch with us or want to learn more about NAMS and our mission, please visit us on our website at namsnetwork.com. Thanks for joining us, and God bless.